Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm back. And of course, the background is different. Uh, I've spun the uh, the setup around. So now that's the front of the, uh, the fifth wheel. And... Um, not that anything is wrong with the view that I had, but uh, this makes it a little bit simpler of a of a of a uh, teardown. And uh, so a lot has happened over the past couple weeks. Like I said, I had some things going on, uh, so I couldn't go live last week. And I appreciate the understanding there. Uh, but tonight we're going to get back into the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter sixteen. So you can go ahead and turn there. Uh, we're not going to. I'm just going to mention one thing. No oh, man, my glasses are all. I dropped my glasses the other day, and they're kind of messed up now. So anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to mention one thing. Uh, if you're having trouble, if you're having trouble with uh, any of the podcast platforms and, and listening to the audio versions, uh, would you please, 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 please uh, let me know at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. It seems like... Everything works on my computer, but then when I try to pull it up on my phone, like the app on my phone, and try to play certain um, of the of the podcasts, they don't play. Now, YouTube and Facebook, if you want to watch on there, uh, there doesn't seem to be any problems with those. It's just the podcasting platforms, for some reason, they've been having some trouble. Uh, one of the uh, brothers in Christ the other day, uh, made me aware of that and talking about uh, over on Spotify. And um, I, I got that corrected, I think. But when I went over there just today, just to try to check it on it again, a few of the other episodes aren't working. Um, and then on Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling themselves now, uh, they don't, there's a few that work uh, of the recent studies. And then there's like one or two that says un- unable to play. But then when I pull it up on the both on my hosting um, feed, which it, which I download to or upload to, that pushes it out to all the different uh, platforms. Uh, when I do that, it, it it comes right up. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on. But if you have any kind of issues like that, uh, please let me know. Okay. All right. Uh, the wife is in the other room now. She's got the uh, children uh, back here in our in our back well, our back bedroom over here, or our front bedroom, uh, the master suite. And uh, she's got the uh, the kids in there reading to them. And so I think I just pointed the wrong way. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Hi, Sister Wilson, and I uh, appreciate you guys joining me here live on YouTube. As we continue our study, I know a few more people will come in, and that's okay. Or you can, like I said, you can always watch these afterwards. They're all archived on both YouTube and Facebook. Let this mind be in you. You can watch them uh, or listen if they 
they work on podcast platforms of your choice. Anyways, I don't know what's going on with that, but um, uh, my YouTube channel, by way of just the update, continues to plummet in subscribers, and uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, nobody's reached out and said anything, so either people are just leaving and just not saying anything, or, you know, it's... Somehow or another, people are just getting off of getting off of uh, YouTube or something. Maybe the accounts close. I don't know, uh, but it's a it's been quite a bit over the past month. But doesn't matter. All right, let's get into chapter sixteen. Uh, so tonight, when we talk about uh, chapter sixteen, uh, this will be this will be uh, the the portion of as it wraps up. Um, the uh, the this time period. Now, again, as I've I've stated before, we don't really know chronologically a lot of times when's when things are taking place. Are some things overlapping, um, or some things? Uh, is it going back and and discussing things further? Like, is it in the case of sometimes, or is it like on a strict timeline some other times? Um, so, it's very. It's very difficult to uh, to kind of discern that. You got to be very careful reading it in context and not make sure you switch everything up. Um, but uh, tonight we'll be talking about the seven vile judgments. Specifically, though, I want to I want to focus in uh, as you can see from the 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 name and the title. Um, I did check my audio, right? <laughs> I think I did. Yes. Okay, we're going good. Um, as you can tell from the title where we're going to be talking about the seven vile judgments, obviously, uh, because the seven angels are pouring out the seven vials. Uh, but the, there's a sp- specific portion where uh, Jesus speaks and says, I come as a thief. And I want to, I put that in the, uh, in the, in the title to, I don't know if somebody would make it a little bit more interest in that, but um, I, I, as I was studying it and uh, I just wanted to kind of bring up a few things uh, to make sure that we read things properly in the context always rightly dividing the word of truth. And uh, let's see here. There we go. My mouse died for a second. All right. I think we're good. All right. So let's get started. I did a more of an introduction, uh, more of a intro than I kind of wanted to, but uh, we'll get, we'll get right into it. We're just covering chapter 16 tonight. Let's look at uh, verse number one, where it says, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth and there fell a noisome and grievous sore um, upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshiped his image. And the second angel poured out his vial. Let me go back and just and think about this. Uh, some of the direct kind of parallels to the the plagues in Egypt when the children of Israel are being um, are in bondage for 400 years and Moses comes by the word of the Lord and says, let my people go. And uh, he gets there and of course, Pharaoh keeps hardening his heart and won't let his people, uh, the Israelites go. And there's these boils that happen. Well, it seems like this is a one of uh, things that you can draw a parallel to but it was a grievous sore upon the men, so sores all over their body, um, which had the mark of the beast. Only on those that had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image, okay, as it says there. This doesn't affect 
those that do not have the mark of the beast, those that have um, not all are sealed. Of course, we've talked about that. There's only 144,000 uh, Jewish males that I've been able to find that have been are the ones that are actually sealed um, by the Lord. And I'm dropping frames now. So if you're you're experiencing some sort of problems with the internet, I apologize. Uh, we're, we're, we'll get through it. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but um, so these these sores that are coming upon everybody uh, that had the mark of the beast. Now, verse three, and the second angel poured out his vial upon the the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Wow. Now, remember when the Bible says living soul, back in the book of Genesis, it says, and man became a living soul. So I don't think this is all the fish. And man, I really messed up my glasses. I don't think this is talking about fish and sea life in general. I think it says in every living soul died in the sea. I think if you, now you can't say this conclusively, but knowing what the Bible says about who has a living soul, man, God breathed into man and became a living soul. I think this is all those that are sailing upon the seas, they all die. And a third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters and they became blood. And I heard, again, the parallels to the, the plagues in, in Egypt. And I heard the angel of the uh, water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Like the ultimate, uh, you know, no matter what kind of sunblock you have, it's not going to work. This is scorching heat from the sun because of this vile judgment that's being poured out by the fourth angel. Verse number nine says, And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. They wouldn't change their minds, even though they knew, they know who is pouring out his wrath. There's no secret to it, but they still blaspheme his name. See the hardening of the heart. The, the, again, I keep going back to the parallels of, of Egypt. Um, and at some point, you know, Pharaoh says, you know, tell your God to stop this. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but he knew what was happening. You know, his, his sorcerers and, and, you know, religious men of, of Egypt would do some of the signs that Moses and, and Aaron were doing. But then at, to a certain point, it comes to like when boils are coming and, you know, you know, mass amounts of frogs and the, you know, all these things that were happening Pharaoh knew, but his heart was hardened. These men, even though they know, and they even blaspheme the name of God, they curse his name, they know he has the power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Hmm. Verse number 10, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon this, the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. Now, the seed of the beast, where is that at? Now, the, the next chapter will talk about uh, mystery, uh, the Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. And, you know, some say that's in Iraq, you know, where 
we know Babylon to be. You know, I've many, many years ago, as we were heading up through uh, Iraq in uh, 2003, um, you could see signs for Babylon, ancient Babylon, there in, in Iraq. Is that where the Antichrist sets up his seat? Some believe it's Rome. Uh, we'll talk more about this, uh, where, where this is at, where this power seat is. But wherever he, he rules from or what he thinks he has the power to rule from, because God, for a limited time, a small amount of time, has given liberty for this. But uh, the, this vial, this specific vial, the fifth one, is poured out directly upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. I don't know if you've ever been caving. That's dark. Uh, I've been caving before. I've uh, been in like Marengo Cave, Mammoth Cave in Kentucky. I've been in some caves. I've been in some dark, dark, dark places. But I've never wanted to gnaw on my own tongue just to feel something. This is beyond what we can experience, I believe, in this life naturally. This is a judgment poured out by God right here on the seat of the beast where his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues for pain. So they repented, right? No, verse, the very next verse, verse number 11, and, they, and blaspheme the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. Once again, I, I, keep, I keep coming back to this. I don't... I can't wrap my mind around why would you not repent? I, I, I can't wrap my mind around that. I'm not sure what's going on with the internet. It's directly right behind me. Uh, but uh, something's going on. So hopefully it's, it's, it's doing this, and, uh, but it's still being processed through. Um, of course, this is going to happen today. It says good. It's buffering on mine. Yeah. I apologize for the buffering. Hopefully, you can still hear me. Hopefully, you can still hear me. Well, it is what it is. Uh, Facebook and YouTube will will, will continue, and um, yeah, YouTube is is really really struggling, and I'm not sure what's going on. But I apologize, folks, once again for technical difficulties, but. It is what it is. I'm basically working off a cell connection. So, but going back to this this idea that I can't imagine what would possess somebody. I mean, they can clearly see why would they not repent? Well, one, because God says that they are are damned because they already have the mark of the beast. There's there's no turning back for them, so they just go all in, I guess, and and just curse God. It's a grievous time and unbelievable things that are happening here. But they repented not of their deeds. Now here's a, in verse number 12, uh, the reason why some people believe this is actually in Babylon, uh, you know, in Iraq, because it mentions the river Euphrates. But again, it doesn't really say this is um, where the seat of the Antichrist is, where he rules from. So we can't make it that conclusive. You know, I, I don't think it really matters for the discussion. We just know that uh, there's darkness poured out just on upon where his seat is, you know, where his kingdom, so to speak, where he would rule from, uh, wherever that's at. But 
this sixth angel pours out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up. Okay, so this is happening during the time of Jacob's trouble. What is the purpose of the Euphrates River drying up? The Bible is very clear when it says, dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Well, prepared for what? Well, they come to do battle, to come against the the the, the remnant believing Israel, the ones that remain, uh, that are hidden away and protected by God during this time. That's where they are. And the kings, the the power to be, the the, the Antichrist and his and his uh, sub lieutenants, or you know whatever the the regime is, his captains are all going to try to come together in order to come against God's people and God. They were they are going to come against Jesus Christ there in the Valley of Megiddo. So this eastern river, this Euphrates River is going to dry up in order for those to come from the east, the kings of the east, it says, so they can have access and straight into the fight against Israel um, and, and believing Israel, the remnant, the, those that remain. Verse 13 is, is very, again, the parallels are, are incredible but, uh, with Egypt. And it says, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. Now, they're not frogs. They're like frogs. So, again, he's given this description of what he, he's seeing here. They're like unto frogs. They're, it's a similitude. Come out of the mouth of the dragon. Hmm. Three unclean spirits come out of the mouth of the dragon. You know, the, the remember the unholy um, tripart, uh, the triunity, you know, the, the unity of, uh, what, what am I looking for? The triune power structure, uh, this, this trinity of uh, falseness, the false prophet, the dragon, and the Antichrist. But out of the mouth of this dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, each one unclean spirits come out. Three unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. The day of God, the great day of God Almighty is upon them. They, and it's, it's incredible to me, again, this is clearly in scriptures, right? This is, this is what's going to happen. But Satan is still going to try to turn God's word, his, his word that we are reading right now into a lie to try to change it somehow. So great is he in his, in his pride that it's going to go for his ultimate destruction that's coming up here soon. For those that are watching on Facebook and YouTube, I have completely lost internet. So uh, the recording portion of this, uh, hopefully it will come back on and, and pop up. Um, I try to take, I try to stay silent there, but everything just completely went down. For some reason, the internet tonight is just not cooperating. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, 
I've paid all my bills. <laughs> I've paid all my bills, and I pro- and I apologize for the buffering and everything. But probably got to listen to most of this study on on uh, on the podcast. Hopefully that works too. So being fought against here, it seems like. Don't know. Seems like it. All right, we're back. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> we can. There's nothing we can do about it. We we're in. We're in it now, so all right. Let's let's finish up here and uh, with this portion that I really wanted to kind of kind of get to here, verse number fifteen. Uh, this is the Lord speaking. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And I'm going to read all the way down to verse number twenty-one, and we'll go back. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Wow. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. This earthquake is un- <laughs> it worldwide destruction. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Getting pelted with talent, like a very heavy stone from heaven because of their blaspheming and the wrath of God being poured out. But I'm going to go back. Let's go back to verse number 17. And I wrote, I wrote in my notes here, that we have to be very careful about context. Context is always key when we see things like a thief. And we say, okay, well, Jesus says he comes as a thief in the night. That, that, must, that must make a parallel here. And it does. I want you to, to remember that. But when it talks about a thief, we need to look at it in context. Because the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, and let's turn over there real quick. He mentions this, 1 Thessalonians 5, and some people will try to say, well, see, we're through the tribulation, we're there, there's Apostle Paul, he's talking about it, it that's us, because he talks about a thief in the night, doesn't he? Let's look, 1 Thessalonians 5, in verse number 2, and the Bible says here, for yourselves know perfectly... Well, let's start verse 1. But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, and we'll, we'll talk about the day of the Lord just a little bit, so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, and as to fail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light, and the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness, and so forth and so on. This is here, this thief in the night, where Jesus comes, that's not going to overtake you, meaning that you're not going to miss that, and they're worrying about missing the resurrection. I, we've talked about that in our study about First uh, Thessalonians. 
But in that, that thief in the night, he's going to you know, come through when no one is expecting it, when the world's saying peace and things like that, we're gone. This is talking about the capturing away of the body of Christ. Well, what about 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 10? Let's look at that. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 10. Now, of course, again, this is Peter, the apostle to the circumcision, part of that uh, kingdom um, structure, that dispensation. And Peter here is talking about in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 10, it says here, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. We'll see, there you go. It's one and the same. Well, keep reading. In which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Basically saying the world's going to burn up anyways. Stop holding on to it. But when does the world burn up? Now, we'll find this in the book of Revelation when he makes all things new. Everything, he burns up the elements and makes all things new, a new heaven, a new earth. So that's not the same time period. This day of the Lord here, or this, um, as it says there in Second Peter 3 and verse number 10, is speaking about the end of the millennial reign. After those things are done, that everybody comes and there's the, there's the judgment and God melts the world and all the elements, everything, and starts again with a new heaven and a new earth. We'll get to that in, in the end of the book of Revelation. Well, what about in Revelation chapter 3 then, Brother Mike? Revelation chapter 3. Now, we addressed this when we were going through these churches. But Jesus warns here in Revelation 3 and verse number 3, he says, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief. And thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. And now I'm going to get to like no man knoweth the day or the hour when Jesus mentions that in Matthew chapter 24. But what is this talking about? Again, this is not the church or the body of Christ. Uh, we, we, we went over that. Um, there's instruction in righteousness. We should be watching for his return when he captures us out. But this is talking about his second coming. This is talking about his second coming, like a whole fast and repentance. There shall not watch. I, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I'll come upon thee. When he comes the second time, and they're wanting. So let's take chapter 3 and verse number 3 and look at this time period, which we know is the end of Daniel's 70th week. And let's look at them in comparison. We just read Revelation 3, verse 3. Now let's read Revelation 16 and verse number 15. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. Huh. Lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Many times, if you read the parables in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, a lot of times in Matthew especially, and some of them are covered in the other ones, um, dual accounts. But as you read in there, you'll see that he says to them, behold the uh, servant. Remember the ones with the talents, you know, some 10, you know, the 10, the five, and the one. And they're wanting. He, he's, he's afraid. He's, he, he hides his talent in the dirt. And we think, well, that's a great story. We should use our talents for God. It's much more than that. Think about the 10 virgins 
some the the five that kept their lamps oiled and had the oil and ready to go, and the other ones let their oil run out. And think about that. They were wanting, and then when the bridegroom came, they didn't go into the kingdom. They didn't go into the, the that marriage, that uh, that kingdom, that that promised possession, because they were without oil, which of course is the picture of the Holy Spirit. But again, the the parallel here is that this thief, uh, t- as a thief in the night, has to do with the end of the time of Jacob's trouble before the millennial reign. So. Paul speaks about before the time of Jacob's trouble, as we've talked about before, that that day is not going to overtake you. This this great day of the Lord, this this uh, seven year period that you're not to worry about that. The pre time of Jacob's trouble, catching away of the body of Christ, whatever you want to call it, before that time period, Daniel's seventieth week, the body of Christ, the church. And again, study your Bible, rightly divided, and you'll see very clearly that that is us, are gone at that thief in the night as he captures us. The one we read about melting with a fervent heat that Peter talks about is at the end of the millennial reign. This right here is the same thing that in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus is warning them, you need to be watchful, keep your garments, holiness, don't take the mark, you know, hold fast, stand fast, many other things that we talked about. And you can see when we talked about the seven churches, how that cannot be us now. The, the differences are too great. Uh, we can take, again, instruction and in righteousness all day long from them, but it's not doctrinally for us. Because we can clearly see that this time is the time of the end of Jacob's trouble before he sets up his millennial reign. Now, look, as again, we said in uh, Revelation chapter 3 in verse number 3, turn back to Matthew chapter 24 in verse number 36. So really quick, I'm going to read Revelation 3 as you're turning to Matthew 24 in verse number 36. But in Revelation chapter 3 in verse 3, again, he says, remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come upon thee as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Now let's read Matthew 24. In verse number 36. And let's see what time period this is talking about. Again, showing that Jesus is speaking about the time of Jacob's trouble in Matthew 24. In verse number 36, it says here, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, people all the time, I hear it all the time. We're just like we were back in the days of Noah. That means the rapture is upon us. That's not what Jesus is talking about. As the days of Noah were, complete uh, evil on the earth, and we're only a remnant. (laughs) Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives are the only ones that get on the ark and that are saved. A small remnant believing in the word of God that he was going to send destruction are the ones that it's talking about here, the days of Noah. This is not talking about today, as bad as it is. And trust me, I believe it. I see it every day, how bad it is and how awful and sinful this world is. 
is nothing going to be in comparison to when people are having hailstones, the, uh, the size of talent, you know, the weight of talent hitting them and darkness where they're chewing on their tongues and all these other kinds of things. That's destruction that's coming upon the earth. Complete destruction that's coming. Just like the flood was a worldwide flood. God promised not to flood the earth anymore. And that's why you need to know what the rainbow really means. Not what the world tries to make it mean. But that is what we're talking about. That's the destruction that it's talking about. Okay? So I hope that makes a lot of sense. And I wrote down a few other verses here. Mark 15, or excuse, Mark 13, verse 32. John 7, verse 27. No man knoweth the day or the hour. Again, this is, this is speaking about when he's going to come. So, I, I hope that makes sense. I, I, I know I've talked about that before, but this time period, we have to be very careful. You have to read the Bible rightly divided. You cannot take it out of context or you'll go on all sorts of paths. All sorts of paths of, of false doctrine and things that will affect you. Please, rightly divide. Study the Bible rightly divided. Okay. Well, it seemed like the internet started getting a little bit better. I'm not sure. So hopefully it kind of smoothed itself out. I'm not sure what was going on there. And I do apologize for that. It does happen from time to time. Um, so those that are watching later on, normally what I do is that I try to... Um, I try to record at the same time the video as the same time that I stream, and I should have done that tonight, and I didn't. I failed to do that, and I apologize, but I hope at least you heard enough to understand uh, the book of Revelation chapter 16 and seeing that these seven vile judgments are incredible. The parallels to um, the plagues in, is, in, uh, in, in Egypt when the Israelites were under bondage and... Um, then specifically when you get down to this verse 15, I think that if you read this in context, and context is always king, is when you see this in context, you know that this period of time and compare it directly to Matthew 24 and these end of days and, uh, and the, the kingdom coming in and Jesus pretty soon, there's only a couple more chapters, Jesus as king of kings and lord of lords, will come back to rule and reign for a thousand years with a rod of iron. And so even though these days are like the days of Noah and all sorts of ungodliness and evilness are going on throughout the entirety of the world, such destruction and things happening, and that remnant, that small portion, believing Israel, all of Israel is going to be saved. He's coming back to save them as he promised he would. And he's going to come back. He's gathered them together here in chapter 16. The angel has uh, dried up, the, pouring out the vial has, uh, on the river Euphrates, the sixth angel. It's dried it up. It's made way for them to come down through from the east and down that valley of Megiddo through the north, through the Golan Heights, and then come around and come down through the, uh, the valley of Megiddo to, to face Jerusalem the city of God, to try to take on God for whatever reason, other than the fact that it's God is commanding them to do it. And it's right here in the word of God, but they'll still do it because his word will not return void. It's not 
going to not happen. Let's put it that way. So, anyways, please, 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 if you didn't hear something, go back and try to listen to it when the podcast gets uploaded. And um, I'll try to do a little bit of review next week. Um, Maybe I'll go back to the video and see how much of it actually gets cut out to see what happened. But um, I'm in no control of that. God's will be done of what happened there. But I hope you got something out of the study tonight. Remember to like, share, and subscribe all these uh, different platforms. Um, YouTube, please, if you would. I, some people are on it. If you, if you would, create an account. Get on there. It's just another way for you to, uh, to watch it. Sometimes the, um, maybe the Facebook feed's not working, you can, and it'll be somehow or another working on YouTube. I don't know. Um, so it's just different ways for you to do that. Also, the uh, podcast platforms, Podbean, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, they're all working for me if you go to it on a computer. But they, for some reason, giving me some trouble on a few episodes on uh, my my on my phone. So I'm not sure what that's all about. But all right, well, I think that's it for tonight. Let's look and see if there's any kind of questions. Brother David says, "Great teaching, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's the one that's worthy of all praise." As he says here, uh, brother David says, "Praise the Lord and shame on the devil." Yeah. Worthy is the Lamb to be praised. Amen? Yeah. All right. Well, some people were able to hear uh, most of it. So it's over there on Facebook. Let's see. YouTube. Um, Mom said it was buffering. Hey, Brother Ken is on there. I don't know if you're still on here, brother, but good to see you. Okay, well, that's going to be it for tonight then. No questions, all in, everything's good, all hearts and minds settled. Hey, go out and tell somebody today, or any chance you possibly get, about the wrath that is to come. I hope you understand that, yes, we talk about Revelation rightly divided, and you have to do that. You have to take it in the proper context. I get it. And I know this period of time, as we've taught and taught and taught, is not for us, the body of Christ. We're not going to be in this period, but there will be people that we know right now that, could, that will be in this if we don't warn them of the wrath that is to come. And uh, tell everybody, okay, let the spirit work. You know, you can't force people. Um, you can't give them a good enough sales pitch. Let the word of God speak for itself. And um, love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for struggling through and watching the feed tonight as it as it struggled a little bit. And um, I appreciate everybody's faithfulness. Uh, the ones that watch every single week, I really do appreciate it. it. It keeps me coming back. So, Lord willing, if if you know if it's His will, next week we'll be in chapter seventeen. Talking about Mystery Babylon, we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit more and, and see if we can get some more clues from the Word of God of where this location, where Babylon is, Mystery Babylon, and uh, see if we can uh, discern from the Word of God where that's at. And uh, that'll be it for tonight. All right. God bless you. Thank you for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. Tell all your friends, please. And I'll see you back here next week, Lord willing. All right. Bye for now.